welcome to another edition of our Conversations with Coaches segment. I am Art Mosley, the host of the Turd Ferguson Report, here today in Woodstock, Georgia, with head coach Tyler Wynn, the head coach of the River Ridge Knights. Coach Wynn, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Art. Hey, thanks, Coach. Hey, we're going to jump. We're going to jump right into it. I know you got a busy schedule. Coach, uh, you know, we've been talking to coaches all across the state. And, and, you know, basic question we start out with is, is what's your coaching history? Where'd you get your first start? And, and why'd you go into coaching and, or, or teaching? And, and who's been the most influence? Uh, who's had the most influence on you? Well, you know, the, uh, the, the easiest, the easiest answer there is that, you know, I grew up with a dad that was a coach. Um, my dad's a retired coach in the state of Georgia, coached for 30 plus years on, on numerous staffs with them with some really uh, influential and uh, high-profile coaches. They catch with Mike Earwood, Tommy Purdue, catch um, with Tommy Walburn at Truth. Um, I actually had the opportunity to play for Coach Walburn at Truth. Um, and all those guys really influenced my, my coaching style and, and what I believe in. They all helped me grow up and, and become a man, so I want to do the same thing. Um, I was blessed enough to play for Coach Ken Sparks at Carson Newman. Um, and, you know, Coach Sparks, you know anything about him, he uh, has a bit of a legacy. Um, there's, there's quite a few coaches in Georgia who have the opportunity to play for him. Um, and, you know, just having an opportunity to play for those guys and be influenced by those guys is huge. And, uh, and my decision to become a coach is influencing people. So, um, I am, I'm definitely, a product of of uh, the blessings of Rover. So it's been it's been a uh, a learning process for me, um, gaining knowledge from those guys and just being influenced by all of them. Good deal, Coach. Uh, what, let, let's talk about your team. I know that we, we're far beyond uh, the the grind of the summer workouts, but what's the what's the most important part of that summer for you all in, in terms of the development of your team? But, you know, summer for me. Uh, we find out who we can depend on. Uh, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Um, it's, it's funny. A couple of years ago, I was, I was complaining a little bit about, about some different things going on in our program during my first year or second year as a head coach. And my, I'm talking to my dad and telling him everything that's going on. Yeah, you know, we, we got this guy. He can really help us, but, you know, he's, he's not showing up when he needs to. He's showing up late. And he looked at me, uh, the straight face as could be, and he said, you can't depend on people you can't depend on. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's a simple statement, but it, it really influenced how I coach and, and what we do as a program. Uh, so, you know, we use those summer workouts to find out what guys can we depend on. You know, who's going to be there uh, when they have to be there? Who's going to be there when it's optional? Uh, you, you can find out a lot about your guys getting them out in the heat and running around and find out who you can depend on. So, that's the biggest thing for us about summer workouts is finding out who those guys are and answering those questions is, can we depend on you or not, you know? Um, and fitting them in a position or anything like that, that's not near as important to me during the summer as just finding out what guys are in this and what guys care. Um, I feel like, you know, whether whatever it is you're trying to do, you're going to be a lot more successful if you got people that care. And the people that care are the ones that are there. Good deal, Coach. Let's talk about your feeder team. Talk about folks you can depend on. How do you develop that? Or are you allowed, or do you have the ability to develop that with your feeder or middle school team? One hundred percent. I am very involved in our feeder team. 
all the way from our, our CYF eight minutes all the way up uh, through eighth grade. I'm actually sitting out here right beside our, our CYF eight practices right now. Um, just like to keep a keep an eye on that. You know, I, I watch from afar, and, and you know, the biggest thing with our with our, our young young kids is teaching them fundamentals and making football fun. Um, you know, football is a, is a tough game, and it's going to get even harder on guys as they as they grow older. So, you know, these, these young guys, it's important for them to have fun and enjoy it. Um, and then, then getting into middle school, we get a little bit more into our scheme and what we do and our techniques and how we do it. Um, we actually get all of our middle school coaches together. We do uh, a clinic every year where we spend a couple of nights talking offense and a couple of nights talking defense. Um, and we just make sure that everybody's on the same page. And we try to kind of, kind of scaffold the program. Um, you start with your, with your building blocks and you know, what's your base going to be. And then you add a little bit more with each group as they grow up. Uh, so, you know, if you look at our, our sixth grade defense, we're going to be doing the same thing and our juniors and seniors are doing, but they're going to be doing it at the, at the most basic level. So, uh, that's kind of how, how I approach it. Um, I'm very involved there with those, with those coaches. Uh, I'm out there every Saturday with our, with our middle school group. Um, you know, not, not trying to call plays or, or make any game time decisions, but I want to see, I want to see our future. And, you know, that's a big thing for me is to see our future. Um, so I want to be as involved as I possibly can. But also, you know, you can't, can't try to do everything. If you're trying to do everything, you're not going to be successful in anything. So try to keep an, an eye from the distance and win those guys when they need to. And, um, you know, we just have an open door policy with our program that, you know, if you need something, if you have a question about something, come see us and we'll get it solved. Good deal, Coach. Let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk schedules. I was looking over your schedule and notice, uh, man, you got a grinder. Obviously, you cannot control the the region schedule, but uh, uh, what 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 did you do to draw Etowah uh, County rival and Hateville Charter the two A state champion? Well, Etowah, we we knew we wanted to get a county game, um, so you know you look at it. We play Woodstock first scrimmage, so we already got them. They're they're out. We play Chelsea in the spring, so they're out. They do play Sequoia and Creepy during our season. But we wanted to get another in-county game. Um, and with that all being close, it was, it was an easy pickup. So we picked them up for the first game. Um, and then the second game kind of fell in our lap. Um, to be honest, we had a game scheduled with, with Johns Creek, um, but there were some mishaps with dates, and they actually had a game um, in Washington, D.C., the same weekend, they couldn't schedule or anything like that. So, yeah, they, we were dropped in their schedule, and when we were dropped, we, we were searching to pick up a game. Um, and we were contacted by Tommy Will and the state about uh, a goal charter needing the, needing the game that second week, so that's where we fell in. Um, so we'll get to play them down in the uh, – it's actually called the Inner City Class. We'll play them on, on a Saturday uh, down in the cab. Uh, Buck Rogers Stadium. So, you know, it'll be a different environment for our kids, something new. Uh, it's a, a really good program that does a really good job. Um, you know, to, to look at it, you know, in the past, we've, we've uh, we haven't, we haven't scheduled these, these powerhouses or, or highly successful teams. Um, but, you know, I thought you get, you get something out of it. Um, challenging your kids early and kind of, kind of seeing what you got. Um, so, 
we're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, our kids have been working hard, and uh, we'll just throw our cards at you and see what happens. Well, very good. Once again, that game played on Saturday, August 25th over at Buck Godfrey Stadium in Panthersville. So a uh, little bit of a road trip for Cherokee County, but uh, I, I would say probably worthwhile to see where y'all stack up. Uh, Coach, uh, what are you looking forward to the most this season? For us, we're, we're super young. Um, just speaking to quite a few people about you know the, the youth of our program. Um, and so for me, I just want to see our kids grow up a little bit, uh, to see our to see our freshmen and sophomores, and uh, see how they progress, and uh, just see how they grow. You know, we're we're not looking at a at a senior team for the first year. So, you know, we're hoping on that on that back end of the schedule that having some experience and playing some different teams up front will be valuable to the program and be valuable to those kids. We really just want to see how they progress. Good deal, Coach. You might have you might have answered this uh, uh, with that last statement or uh, that last answer. But biggest challenge you you and your staff face coming into this season is it the youth that you mentioned previously? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Yeah, sure. The biggest challenge that you that you face this season is it the youth that you just mentioned previously? Yeah, I mean the biggest challenge that we face is River Ridge. You know, um, not having not having experience. Um, you know, you don't want your kids to, to beat themselves or to get down on themselves. So the biggest thing for me is getting in the and keep our kids focused on controlling what we can control. You know, we can't control the schedule. We can't control how old we are. We can control our effort and our attitude every day. Mm. You know, so that's the things that we're focusing on and just trying to get our kids better. Um, really focusing on the process that's been our, our off-season model this year has been value process. Um, but we're going to honor a kid every day who's working their tail off in the weight room. We're going to honor a guy every day after practice who's, who's getting after it on the field. Um, we're just we're just trying to really focus on that process and not get our eyes too far out in front of us. If we can uh, if we can we can fix that and and nights not beat nights, we'll be all right. Very good, Coach. Let's talk about some of those nights, uh, Coach. Uh, who are names? Uh, High performers, uh, returners on offense, defense, or perhaps a, a handful of the players that could be pushed for a big season that that, uh, that the outside may not not see coming. Well, I think um, I think Chico Ward's a big name. Um, yeah, Chico started for us last year as, as a as a junior, um, stepped in and and played played for us on defense and played in the secondary at safety. We actually moved him down and played some outside linebacker for us. Um, so he'll be a guy to play in and out of the box. Um, but Chico's a, a solid tackler. He's a, he's a strong kid. Um, he and, and Kofi and Dave Miller, uh, right now are battling out for our iron night. Um, so, yeah, both of those guys are two guys to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, and then we got, we got some young talent. We got some, some young kids who, uh, we got some things going for him. I mean, Liam Morrison is fresh. Um, he will get some snaps on both sides of the He's he's a special talent. Um, and then Brian Barley's another young man. Um, and he's you know six foot three, two hundred pounds. He'll be playing playing on our O line as a freshman this year. So both of those guys are guys to, to keep an eye on from a from a from a young standpoint. And then those two older guys definitely. Chico and, and Kofi. Um, and then you got a little bit of, of senior leadership from, 
from Chase Tomlinson. Uh, he's somebody who, who played for us a good bit last year and did a, did a really good job as a uh, stand-up defensive for us, and he continues to do that again this year. Coach, you uh, you mentioned the, the, the performers on offense and defense and some of the up-and-comers. How about uh, uh, all-stars in the classroom or in the community, Coach? Uh, any of those guys stand out for you? You know what's awesome about this place uh, and about, and about River Ridge? You know, and, and, and maybe it's like this everywhere, but I'll tell you, they, every guy that I just mentioned is a, is a 3.0 or better. They're, they're community service guys. Um, they're guys who are going to get it done in the classroom, and they're going to get it done, you know, on the field. Um, you know, Chico's a guy that, that really stands out in my mind. He's a team. Both of them carry high GPAs. Toby's actually a full-time guy, um, and, and Chico's a, a mid-threes. But, um, yeah, both of them are, are – hey, guys, when somebody volunteers at the food pantry, we want to have a – have a uh, an image there. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey guys, the uh, the church called and they, they need some help moving something. They're going to be there. Um, hey guys, we we need some some people to volunteer for some leadership opportunities within the school building. They're going to be there, and that's that's been the good thing uh, with this group and, and with this this leadership. Is these kids take a little bit of ownership and they understand that if they're in that position, they need to be that guy with own energy too. Very good, Coach. Thanks for sharing that. Once again, talking to Coach Tyler Wynn, the head coach of the River Ridge, River Ridge Knights, excuse me, out of Woodstock, Georgia. Uh, coach, just finishing up, talking about some of his high performers in the community, and thanks for sharing that. Coach, I, I realize that uh, the, the most the most important game is the next game, but in terms of your community, are there any games that the, the players might say, oh, this is a big game, or the community might say, man, this is a, a big rivalry game for you all? You know what? I don't. I don't think anything's considered a, a rivalry until you, until you beat somebody. You know, there's got to be a little bit of we beat you and you beat us to create a rivalry. Um, so for us, <laughs> yeah, we need to knock off some of these tournament teams um, to to create some rivalries for us. Well, fair enough, Coach. I understand that. And a couple of those county teams you talk about, at least in your region, uh, Sequoia and, and Creekview. Uh, right along the the eastern side of the county, that go along with you. So uh, potentially some teams that could could be a rivalry. You, you 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 get get a win or two against these guys, and then it uh, it intensifies a little bit. Right, exactly. And you know, I mean, both of them are, are really good programs. Both of them are playing school games in the past and have had success. Uh, so you know, for us to be able to you know, scratch one of those guys off would be big for us. Um, and then I mean, within our region, you know, you got. Yes, Waverly, who we've been with the past two years, um, and I think that that's that's kind of becoming a rivalry for our kids. I think they're a little bit sick of um, sick of missing the mark, <laughs> so to say, with them. So, uh, the biggest on our schedule uh, rivalry type games for mm-hmm. us. Good deal, Coach. What's what's been your greatest memory, whether as a head coach or as an assistant? Uh, what's what, what's been the thing you, you you put at at the top of that list of memories? Oh man, as a coach, as far as being a coach, what's my greatest memory? Yes, sir. Uh, this is going to sound crazy, guys. My my greatest memory as a coach is actually um, my first year coaching um, as a head coach. 
and it being homecoming night and seeing my daughter come to the stadium dressed up as a princess um, and coming to see me right before the game started. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, we didn't win the game. Um, you know, it wasn't a, an impactful moment for us as a program or anything like that. But that's something that sticks out in my head. You know, that's, the, that's one of the first things that I think about when I think about why I do this. Um, you know, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a position of influence um, in the school, but I'm also in a position of influence in my home. Um, and for me, if I can, if I can show my kids a little bit of, uh, of sacrifice, self-sacrifice and serving other people, yeah, that's, that's gotta be a big goal and it's gotta be a high priority for me. Um, and to see my daughter and the excitement that she shared with me right before that game, um, that's been a huge moment. And honestly, you know, every, every Friday night, I don't care who we're facing. I don't care what, what game it is. Um, I've, Right before I walk out on the field every game, I, I step over to my wife and I step over to my kids and I tell them, your daddy loves football, but your daddy loves you more. Um, and, and for me, those are the memories that are going to last. Um, you know, I think back to, to my dad as a coach and, you know, some of my greatest memories were playing and, and being on the field with my dad. Um, but it was those, those moments where we had, it was, it was still father son. Um, that were the most impactful in my playing career. Um, so, you know, I, I don't ever want to lose focus that, you know, what your family is important. Um, and so for me, those are the biggest things. Now, now granted, I got memories with our players and I got, I got memories with our coaching staff. Um, you know, of course, getting your first win big. Um, but, you know, nothing, I don't, I don't ever want to get the, the pictures, uh, skewed for myself. Um, you know, the the biggest thing and the most important things are my faith and my family. Um, so I try to keep the main thing the main thing, and I don't know. I try to do a good job with that, but probably get them get them screwed up every once in a while. Well, Coach, uh, we we un, we we get it, uh, and we know uh, even as a football coach, you're human. Um, but man, just sharing that, just this piece of getting inside to say, you know, it's not just about X's and O's. Sometimes it's about setting that example uh, uh, for that family, and, and probably your most important, uh, the most important. I've, I was told as as, uh, as a youngster, that's the most important ministry to me is for my family. So. Uh, uh, just to to see that side, that's that's a I think that's a great memory, Coach, as a, as a father and as a coach myself. So thanks for sharing that. Appreciate that. Uh, once again, thanks, once again, talking to Coach Tyler Wynn, the head coach of the River Ridge Knights. Coach, just a few more questions, and we're going to let you get back to to practice uh, 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 on that uh, that CYFA team over there. Uh, if you weren't coaching or teaching, what what career would you have chosen, Coach Wynn? Man, that's a you, you, know, you didn't tell me this question. That's a tough <laughs> one right there. Um, you know, it's it's funny, Art, because I, from the time I was as little as as little as little could get, I, I knew I wanted to be a coach and a teacher. Um, so that's a difficult one. I think if I had to do something else, um, it would be something in the uh, in the service industry. I don't know if it would be a uh, a a police officer, a firefighter, or if I would have gotten into the military. Um, I kind of like, as a player, I kind of like kind of getting down my throat. I think I would have been all right in the military having, uh, having somebody, somebody get on me. Um, and maybe had been a career infantryman or something like that. But, um, that's really a tough question, man. 
Well, Coach, I was I was almost expecting we asked that question uh, to just about everybody, and and I have two already for a bass fishing team. Uh, I, I mean, you could have hooked up with Coach Coach Bagley up at Cahulla Creek or Coach Woodward down at Savannah Christian, and we could have could have made ourselves a state of Georgia bass fishing team. But uh, oh man, that would have been great. <laughs> Coach, uh, what what do you want your? I think you spoke to this a little bit when you talked about the memory. But what do you want your legacy to be when when it's all said and done and you're finished coaching? I want you know it, it's it's funny you would say that. You know, a couple of years ago when I when I first got a head coaching job, um, I coached and our identity as a program was was kind of skewed. It was kind of going a hundred different directions. You know, I was trying to take take something out of Urban Meyer's book and take something out of Nick Saban's book and take something out of Dabo Sweeney's stuff and what's he doing and what's this guy doing. I was trying to be something I wasn't, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. Um, I was just trying to uh, piece together an identity. Um, and I sat down with my wife, uh, sat down with some friends of ours, and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to be who I am. Uh, I'm not going to try to be something I'm not. I'm going to try to stay true to what I believe in. Um, and for me, yeah, I wanted to really define that. For me, I, I wrote down four words. Um, I wrote down the word resilient. Um, I wrote down the word effort. I wrote down the word attitude. I wrote down the word love. Um, and that's kind of been a, a theme for our program as well. Because um, I feel like if I'm being who I am uh, and, and, and setting that, that example, then the kids are going to follow, then the program is going to follow. Um, so, you know, those are the four things I want to be known for. I want to be known as a resilient individual, somebody that can bounce back up and, and get back going when things are tough. I want to be somebody that's known for my effort. I want to be a hard worker, um, not somebody who stands around and waits for the next guy, but somebody that will get down and, and, and be a little bit blue-collar. Um, I want to be somebody with a positive attitude, somebody that the kids and their parents and the whole community can, can uh, not necessarily rally around, but they can work together with. Um, I just want to have the right attitude. And then the last thing is I want to love what I do. You know, if I didn't love coaching, if I didn't love working with young people, if I didn't love studying film and Friday night, and I didn't love, you know, the, the whole process of building a football program and, and trying to get this thing going, then I wouldn't want to do it. Um, but, I, but I love what I do, and, and that's kind of the legacy that I want to leave. I want kids to look back and say, man, you know, Coach got after Coach had a good attitude. Coach – Coach never let Friday night affect Monday, and he, he really loved us as players, and he loved this game. Um, so if I could leave anything, that's it. I want to be, we, we call it real, R-E-A-L, resilient, show great effort, have great attitude, and love what you do. Very good, Coach. I, Coach, I'm not going to, I don't want to add anything to that, but, man, I would, after listening to that, I would say one thing that, that I've been able to, over a couple of years I've known you, is, is to say that you're also authentic, man, and so uh, – that is, uh, that I'm gr- glad to hear that, uh, you know, hey, as, as young coaches, we all kind of try to figure it out. You, you figured out how to be real. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of authenticity to that. And I think your players, uh, uh buy into that. Um, and, and I, uh, I've seen you guys play. They, they play hard for you, coach. So, um, man, you're on the right track. Uh, coach, I appreciate that, Art. Coach, I got one more question for you. Uh, I know that we live in the same uh, community here in Cherokee County, uh, but uh, if someone who's well, let's from from my neck of the woods in Cherokee County, a little bit further north than than where you guys are at River Ridge, if someone's coming down to that for that Creekview game or coming over for Sprayberry, Coach, 
Where's the best place to get a pregame meal down in Woodstock? All right. Uh, we got we got Buffalo's on Highway 92. They're, they're of course, going to be my number one shout-out. Those guys are huge for our program, and they take care of me a lot. So, of course, they're going to they're gonna get my nod there at the number one place uh, right around us here in River Ridge. Now, I'll tell you, in downtown Woodstock, um, Pure has a has some some really good tacos that I think anybody should try um, if they're if they're coming into town. Um, you know, it's a it's got a good little setting there in in downtown. You can kind of look over the city a little bit, but um, really a big fan of, of Pure. And then you know, I hate it because it's it's right there beside Sequoia High School, but it's also right there where I live too. Old Country Place, man. If you're in if you're in Cherokee <laughs> County, that is a huge spot. You know, they got this this redneck lasagna, and myself being from being from you know Midwest Georgia, South Georgia, Troop County, um, being able to go in some place and get Brunswick stew with mac and cheese, I'm never gonna pass that up. So, uh, <laughs> you know, those are those are three places that would definitely be on my list. Well, well, Coach, I, I I wrote them down, and I you know kind of wrote a note beside legit. Been to Buffalo's before '92. Pure, been there down downtown Woodstock. Great scene in downtown Woodstock. Legit, and I know it it, it chaps you a little bit because it's right next to one of your uh, your rival Sequoia, but old country place. Legit. So, Coach, um, man, those <laughs> those are three winners in my book. So, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Uh, Coach Wynn, always a pleasure uh, talking to you, and thanks for coming on on my show, uh, the Turt Ferguson Report. Really do appreciate that. Uh, I certainly do wish you the best of luck this season. You and then I'm, I'm going to call them the Youthful Knights uh, down there off of Arnold Mill Road. Uh, you can check them out. Five five home games this season. Uh, home games include uh, Harrison Hoyas come to town, uh, the Dalton Catamounts, uh, Creekview, and Sprayberry. At, that's at four games. I'm sorry, four home games this season, right, Coach? That's right. We got four home games. We got a scrimmage against Woodstock at home as well. All right, uh, very good, Coach. Best of luck this season, and we will talk to you. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point during the season. All right, Art. I appreciate you. All right, thank you. Thanks again to Coach Tyler Wynn, the head coach of the River Ridge Knights out of Woodstock, Georgia. The Knights play in Region Six, Class Six A. Please make sure to visit our sponsor for this segment of our conversation with coaches, Hill Strides. You can find them on Facebook at Hill Strides, that's H-I-L-S-T-R-I-D-E-S, or you can contact them by email at hillstrides at yahoo.com. Hill Strides, servicing the Hickory Flat and Macedonia area for all of your dog walking and pet sitting needs. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com. Or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody.